gospel reading tonight is from the book of Matthew, the 27th chapter. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Then the people as a whole answered, His blood be on us and on our children. So he released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Serene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders were mocking him, saying, he saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross now and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he wants to. For he said, I am God's son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him 
who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, truly, this man was God's son. Many women were also there looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. He then rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers, go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. My niece is two and a half years old, and she is a truth teller. When we do something that she doesn't like, like playfully hide one of her toys, she comes right up to us, looks us in the eyes, and says, I don't like you. And then in the next breath, when we are reading to her, she comes right up, and she hugs our legs, and she says, I like you. Clearly, this behavior is cute and toddler-like. But innocence or not, there is something freeing about being able to tell the truth, to say what you really feel. I wonder if that is why you are tuning in tonight, so you could hear the truth and speak the truth about yourself and about God. We spend so much of our lives trying to be faithful, to keep up with the standards required to supposedly live a good life. It's hard work. It's tough to keep it going all the time. We fake it as long as we can, and we yearn to be real about the struggle and then to ask, God, where are you in the midst of this all-consuming world? And where are you in the midst of my life right now? Especially these days when we are engulfed in suffering and separation. And I think that's why we are drawn to this day. 
Because there are no filters to keep this story at bay. Nothing that protects us for, from seeing the true heart of humanity and the true heart of God. There are no happy endings tonight, no swooping in with heroic powers to avoid the hard parts. Tonight will end with a blackened sky, crushed expectations, the world's final verdict, and a dead body hanging from a cross where the living God used to dwell. So tonight, you have permission to speak truth about who you are, the state of the world, the struggle at hand. You don't need to point to the positive or name the hopeful. Simply be in the darkness of this day with its layers of grief, the shadow of weariness, and somehow hear and know that God is here too. In Matthew's version of the crucifixion, not much time is spent explaining the details of Jesus' death. Matthew simply writes, they crucified him. The time is instead given to the people around him. The truth is told from each bystander and observer. Each one we hear from casts a lot, speaks their disappointment, voices their judgment of the missed opportunity, or washes their hands of responsibility. Their truth in words and in actions represents us. They, like us, are looking for a Messiah who will escape torture and death rather than bear it. They see foolishness and weakness as Jesus endures it all. They say out loud, he saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. In their minds, as in ours, to avoid pain and death is the mark of power and strength, and the way to salvation. And so we try so hard to dodge the suffering we numb our bodies with, and spirits with chemicals. We fill our days with distractions and busyness. We look to possessions and our resumes to make us feel secure, to avoid how we are really feeling and who we really are. We cannot bear to know that the only way through what we encounter is in this life is step by painful step. But there are a few in this story who stay, who dare to watch every moment of this painful death. And even as broken people, there is a pulse of renewal at work, transforming them as they stay close to death. The centurion and his troops, the ones called to keep watch over Jesus, the ones whose job it was to make sure that the death happened, they're called to look for the last breath to authenticate that the deed was finished and the work complete. The ones called to keep the upper hand on the world's power. These people who stayed through all the stages of Jesus' crucifixion and death are the ones that felt the earth quake 
when Jesus breathed his last. The strongest and the most powerful become the most terrified as the earth quakes beneath them. And in that terror, they see something differently. Maybe it's their own brokenness. Maybe it's an indescribable sign of wonder. And their response, their truth spoken, truly, this man was God's son. And then those women, always in the background of the story, always mentioned last, they are there looking from a distance, almost unseen. They cannot free from the most terrifying moment. They can't turn the channel or pretend that they don't know. And Matthew describes these women as the ones who provided for Jesus. The people who continually leaned into the mundane tasks of feeding and tending and serving. This small group in their dismissed social roles, in their forgotten gifts, for them in this moment, tending means not fleeing, but staying even in death, feeding through their tears. And in their witnessing of death, they will give witness to life. Their truth is yet to be spoken. The good of this Friday is the truth that is told in this story. No heroic moment to avoid the pain and suffering of this world we do find God on the cross bearing the suffering of the world in flesh and blood, not coming down, but staying there experiencing it all. This, in death, is the place where salvation is born. The God of all creation and of all things living is also the God who has known suffering, isolation, and death. You see, we are never alone. That is the place where God will always be found. And so God speaks on this day, and creation moans when the truth is uttered. Love goes to death and stays there. No step is missed. We will all have time tonight for our own prayer and truth-telling. Your view will be the crucified Christ on the cross. Wherever you are tonight, it's the time to remove the filters, to feel what you are feeling, to cry out and know God is there. And in the darkness of this night, silently and powerfully, not avoiding death, but working through it and beyond it, because you and the world are so loved. Truth be told. Amen. <laughs>